This is episode 69 of the Thunder Underground podcast, and you know what that means? Uh, <laughs> uh I'm afraid to ask. I'm not going to go where you think I'm going. Okay, good, because there might be uh, kids listening. Right. But if this was 1989 and we were at a Circle K, and our future selves came and asked us what number we were thinking of, it'd be this episode. That's right. That's right. There it, you go. Yeah, it probably would. Yeah. Back then, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, Bill and Ted's reference for everybody that doesn't know what's going on here. Anyway, my name's Trent and this is Jason. What's up? Hey, we've got The Devil You Adore this week. Okay. This one's a long time coming, I think. Yeah, it is. It is probably something we should have done sooner, but that's yeah. okay. We got it done, so it's all good. Hey, yeah, I mean, we don't live in the same area and we like to do yeah. these things in person if possible because they yeah. come across a little better, I think. Yeah, they do. And we were able to catch up with them at Rocklahoma this year. And we've got that interview coming here in just a few minutes. But before we do that, we want to play a track for you from The Devil You Adore. This song's called My Sin.
My Sin from the Devil You Adore off their Refuse to Fade EP. Great track. We played another track of theirs a few months ago. I think it was Refuse to Fade, actually, right? Okay. And just glad to get another song on here for you. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, I want to say, if you've listened to us before, you know, we've talked to, you know, we've talked about this band many times. But if this is your first time listening, this won't sound like a broken record. <laughs> um, I just love the fact that the vocals really set themselves off from most metal bands because there's a lot of metal bands with female vocalists, but she just brings a whole different style. You know, she's got that, like I've said before, that punk kind of feel and attitude to her sound, which most, most female vocalists are either growling or, you know, singing real high. Yeah. So... It's really cool to get that because it really changes the dynamic of what this band would sound like if they had a guy singing or someone yeah, just definitely. singing standard metal, you know? Yeah, it gives it a whole other vibe, and you uh, you kind of you see you see totally different things that you wouldn't see if it was just you know your usual fare, um, and I think that's uh, a good thing. I think that's a good calling card. Um, you know, and, and I, I think that, uh, <clears throat> like, like I said, I mean, live, they were just like so much more, you know, just times 100 and, uh, you know, she's really, uh, evolved and matured and her voices, uh, I mean, they're just killing it when we saw them. Uh, so, I mean, uh, you know, we, you got to expect good, th good things from these guys. Yeah. And there's riffs for days and oh man, in all these songs like yeah. this song especially it just kicks out and you know the just chunk yeah <laughs> that's a good way to put it yeah man and you know both Brian and Rhett just you know have this like you said that chunky metal feel to them kick ass riffs an awesome rhythm section you know just straight up driving Travis and Jason bring that where it should be and you know the vocals really set this off yeah yeah I mean you can't you can't be a fan of all this stuff and not like these guys. So you really should get into them. Yeah. And like you said, live, it's like, there's, I think I mentioned this on the Rocklahoma review thing, you know, some bands, you know, are just as good as they are on record live or some bands aren't as good, but then there's some bands like this where it just brings it to another level. Yeah. And it's just really, you know, it's just hard to explain without seeing them, but there's just even more intensity. I think live. Yeah. Yeah, Delaney had a great presence, and she really, you could tell the stage was hers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, we've got four of the five members here. Unfortunately, we'd like to throw a shout-out to Jason Tatum, the bass player. He wasn't able to make the interview because his father passed away during Rocklahoma, so he had to leave early. So our thoughts and condolences are with him and his family. For sure. We got, we, you know, we had the chance to talk to him a couple times, actually. Great, yeah. Great dude, and I yeah. know that was his first Rocklahoma, he told me. And he was having a blast up until he had to leave. And I don't know about the rest of them, but I know Travis has been out there all 10 times like us. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. We didn't really get to know him until this past year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, but glad we did, of course, because he's a great dude. All You know, all five of these, you know, from my experience talking and hanging out with them, all five of these people are great people. Oh, for sure. And that's what you want from yeah. a band. Yeah, and uh, Travis, he... Uh, he uh... Rep the Thunder Underground gear on stage. That's true. <laughs> At that Camp Yeager show, he had the Thunder Underground shirts. So, hey, if anybody has any pictures of that, send them to us. Yes. I, we, we I saw them. one that was kind of unclear, but if you could have a good one, that would be awesome. <laughs> I know he had, on the other one of their other sets, he wore the Axel DC shirt that I gave him. Yes. 
So you've got to represent that as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Speaking of, which of those ACDC shows are you going to? Probably none of them. Okay. What about you? Probably none. Okay. I would I would if it was closed, but none of them are remotely close. So yeah, yeah, I can't no. afford to fly there and go to a show and fly back. None. But you're going to hit a Guns N' Roses show. Two of them. Two of them. That's right. Two yeah. of them. I'm going to try like a motherfucker to hit Dallas with you. Right. I don't know, but I'm really going to try to pull that off. I think if, if I'm just as long as I'm in the fucking stadium, I'll be happy. I think it'll happen. You still got a little under two months to get it. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe I could pull it together. And remember Thrasher said he was going to try. So yeah. there's a, yeah, there's something to shoot for. Right I there. think so. I think so. Well, do we have anything else we want to talk about before we get into this interview? I know. I think let's just uh, kick it off. All right. We've got Delaney, Travis, Rhett, and Brian from The Devil You Adore. start by saying uh, I think you guys were fucking great I mean and I I mean I like you know the demo you gave me and stuff I mean live you guys were just like 200% fucking it was just awesome you know you guys really you came across great so congrats on a good set thanks man for sure sure. that was pretty cool yeah yeah we've been rushed off every stage we've gotten on so far yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) was uh so was there? Did you have to cut anything short, or was there? Yeah, any, it was a little uh, bit pressured. Yeah. Well, because of the fact that you know, like the uh, trying to come in the gate, you yeah. know, yeah, and that you know not being able to get in, so that messed us up. You know, we was they carried over, so <laughs> we just got what was left. Yeah, yeah. But we got it done. Yeah, you did. Yeah, for sure. Did they just flip these spots with someone? Or the band that was before us just carried on an extra thirty minutes. Oh, okay. Kind of covered part of our deal for us. Oh, okay. Not sure who they were, though. So how have uh, all three sets, I mean, get good reactions from... Oh, yeah. I mean, I know the reaction from people in the crowd. I was out there, but, I mean, after yeah. we was talking to people. Uh, yeah. yeah, sure, man. They, uh... They're quite a bit of stops. Yeah. Uh, asked us about it. They were, you know, basically... Where are you from? Kind of question. And then we tell, of course, nobody ever knows. <laughs> Where the hell's that? You know, but uh, yeah, I've been, yeah, it's really surprising. You know, I was down there watching Hell Yeah and had a, uh, I walked off uh, to go find a bathroom when I come back, uh, trying to find my chairs. And there's probably, I don't know, I got stopped probably 10 different times. People wanted to shake my hand, knew, knew what band I was in, you know. So they'd watched us play it, so they like dug it and they want to know where they could get a hold of us and find our stuff. It's great. It's awesome. This beard's a giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This beard's a giveaway. <laughs> yeah. That's good. It's a good trademark, you know? Yeah. Hey, uh, it, it's getting pretty warm these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially during this. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys have CDs out here? Yeah, we got just the demo deal. We've been handling it now. We pretty much just been handling a lot of them now. Okay. Made up plenty extra to hand down. 
That's a good way to get out there because everybody loves free sale. It's hard for me to sell something early. I know you got to. Yeah. Take it, check it out, you know. Yeah. So while we all, we come down here, we just hand them out all the way down here. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, when you're walking? Yeah. Or the drive? Oh, okay. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, probably a dozen koozies. I don't know how many CDs. <laughs> I think we're already out of stock. After a few shirts out, I mean, there's been pretty much everything we have has been thrown out. Uh, we've got some posters that we just took pictures for not too long ago. And I'd written a set list on the back of them. Those got thrown out. Everything. I mean, it's yeah, been crazy. Yeah, people will remember that. Yeah, they want it. It's awesome. Yeah. And my bill was, they could give my, giving my drumsticks away. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody <laughs> is. <laughs> so, uh, they're, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're just taking them when you're not looking? Yeah. I'm outside a few yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good stick. How'd you get a hold of that one? <laughs> Still got the end on it. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Is that the Silver Fox stick? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're great sticks, man. Yeah. You said you're going to have a signature one eventually? Uh, yeah. It's really? awesome. So, man, I'm not the hound the waiting list. So, man, I've got to wait my turn. Right. All the other guys get full length. That ain't it. Maybe one day I'll be able to. What about you guys? What do you use equipment-wise? Well, right now, we're using, uh, uh, we both run the same uh, amp uh, Never been real big on line six stuff before, but uh, find this amp that uh, it just it's just mean. And uh, they quit making it a few years back, so they're kind of hard to get a hold of. And, uh, if you do find them, uh, they want some money for them. Uh, they're called an HD 147. Uh, they named it that because it's a 300 watt head, and 140 decibels is where you blow your eardrums out. Uh, so, uh, this amp, it'll clearly model just about anything. It's easy to use. Uh, it's got, uh, we use MIDI switches with it, and I mean, it's got all our effects, gates, you know, everything we use is right there walls, volumes. So, they're really easy to use. It. They're pretty durable. Like we, we've not had uh, hardly any issues out of them. As far as cabs, you know, we just kind of use, you know, the stuff that we've had for years. Uh, uh, get some more microphones that'll change, you know. But uh, eventually, I'm, I'm probably going to move to Mesa. Because uh, they just, you know, there's nothing like a sound of vintage 30s. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as far as guitars, I use mostly ESP. Uh, well, that's the, at least that's what I've been using for this whole deal. Um, he's, he kind of switched between ESP and Schecter quite a bit. They got a pretty similar sound, you know, both running EMGs. Um, and with those EMGs, you know, running through that, through that amp, yeah, you get a real good clear sound, and it just cuts. Uh, in fact, a lot of the shows we play, they get mad when we bring the full stacks. Because, yeah, they get mad because they 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 can't they can't control it. It's too much noise, too much sound. In fact, we played a couple of clubs before where I mean we shut down their system because it, they just didn't have enough juice to to get a hold of it. And uh, 
we got offered to play another show uh, there in Fort Smith, and they told us to that to bring the half stacks because uh, uh, the venue didn't want us blowing the ear holes out. I guess <laughs> we go like we play we pretty loud. Care, that's right. Yeah. But we we normally play pretty loud. Uh, you normally, we'll play you know just about most stuff that we own for a while, but. You know, I've bought a lot of new stuff since since this man. Um, but the stuff we got is pretty well. I mean, it's it's durable. It's good stuff. So, uh, you know, since you know, change it unless it's broke. You know, yeah. It's if it works, it works. And those heads, they just make it simple. And you got twelve hundred pedals or a pedal, big ass pedal train to. Yeah. So you switch between all the pedals. It's all right there on MIDI. So. You're, you're right there just flicking through them with a thumb uh, you know it's got some tuners and everything else so literally everything we do is in it or need uh, but that, that's the majority of what we've been using you know as far as you know cabinets I've had that one Behringer cabinet for ever and I've had it probably I don't know for 12 years maybe and uh, that thing it just, it's a cutting cab. I have never played on another cab that sound like that one. It's blaring, man. It's the reason I'm deaf. They put, they put All these, these uh, special speakers in them. They're uh, Jensen Bugueras that's in it, and uh, they'll pretty well, they're, they're very similar to a Vintage 30. Um, they're made specifically for modeling. So, you know, it, on our amp heads, you know, it's got a 6505 and a 5150 amp model in it, and we normally use the 5150 amp model in it because it's, it's actually pretty close. Um, you know, maybe a little more on the high end, but it's not bad. It gets real close to it. Nice, nice. It has been kind of a hassle pulling all the stuff between the two stages and stuff. Uh, well, I heard you guys had a little bit of a problem. The first day, yeah. <laughs> the first day we were going to play, you know, Camp Digger, um, they tell us. We had to be there at four, and so we was trying to get down there a little early uh, to play. And the first gate we come to, of course, they had the road blocked off. And, no, there ain't nobody coming through here. It's VIP. I was like, well, we're you know we're playing in the VIP, and uh, he's like, well, you can't come through here. You gotta go out the main gate. It's the VIP. We could carry our shit from uh, Axis. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. that's they like let us half miles and then we could carry our crap. There ain't no way I'm carrying this shit that far. Right. I've been sitting there for yeah. an hour, man, over an hour. Yeah, so we went out the front gate, went over to the VIP, like to tell us, got to that gate, and the guy flat out stuck his head in the He's like, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it's real dumb. He's like, this is all real dumb, but you can't come in here. Yeah. I was like, the stage is right there, guy. <laughs> Just let us unload. You know, we'll do it and we'll get back out of here, you know. Well, it took a lot of running around and about... 30, 45 minutes of, you know, trying to figure out what we need to do. And finally, we had to have somebody come down there with their own personal vehicle, latch on the trailer, pull it up there to the gate, and we all walked in and uh, finally got to play it. We we were late, but uh, we still got to do a pretty good, uh, pretty good amount of the set. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, we did about, what was it, about 30, 40 minutes, something like that, 23 Somewhere around about the thirty, minutes, right around thirty, yeah. um, and I think we had what was it an hour that we were originally going to be able to do, 
Yeah, 45 hours somewhere in there. About 45 minutes there. But, so we got cut a little short, but, you know, the sound there at Camp Yeager is badass. It's it's pumping. Yeah. Uh, It's may not be, you know, carry as far as the main stage, but, you know, it's got the, got the same quality as Sarah running through I really like the temp. Yeah. Yeah, the canopy and all that. made up that sound so much. It it's more it's hard. I know. Definitely stepped up. I know my cab. I, I you know I couldn't tell what exactly was going on on his side, but my cab sounded really, really thick. I don't know who that guy was running the sound over there, but yeah, he had it down pat. <laughs> nice. It, it was real good sound and real good reaction too. Yeah. Um, we had had half that place screaming and hollering. Uh, the first set, there wasn't as many people there, but the ones that were there. Um, they they really liked it, yeah. and you know they waited till uh, we played on you know, the dark side stage. Uh, followed us down there. A lot of them came down there and watched us over there. We had a bunch of people stopping in over there, yeah. and that kind of let everybody know for the next one back at Jaeger that night. And that place they was pretty packed that night, like you know, last night. Uh, there was a lot of people over there, and uh, it was getting pretty rowdy. We had some people climbing, speakers coming up on stage, yeah. all nice. kinds of stuff. Yeah, it was. So you didn't have a problem getting back over there the second time? No, 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 man. We 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 were worried, worried about that at first. So we kind of Travis had uh, he had made the trek up there by himself to try to get it sorted out before he would find out we was going to have to go for the same rigor row. But uh, we ended up getting up to the road closed area uh, right by the uh, main gates, oh, yeah. Yeah. and uh, the guy that was working there. I think he was three different shades of drunk, but <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, oh, I don't think they're gonna let anybody go through here. I was like, well, we're playing that stage. He's like, oh, that's good, going through. <laughs> you know, it wasn't no thing that that go around, but that first day it was tough. Yeah, at that time they were really trying to be by the rules still, but get more lenient, you know, as yeah. it goes. Yeah, they start recognizing people too. I think. Yeah, I think that's probably part of it. You know, when we first got here, you know, they probably wouldn't. There were probably one of the few people you know knew who we were, and uh, since then you know you can walk around the main campgrounds, and I think I've seen our shirt more than I have anybody's. Nice. Um, there's uh, there's been a lot of people with them out there, and I didn't even know we sold that many of them, but yeah, yeah we did pretty well on. Yeah, I've seen a lot of them too. It, uh, so far, it's been a good experience. We got all three stages. We did pretty good sound, pretty good, pretty good sound. Pretty good stages, pretty good guys all together. You know, people running them and everything. Well, uh, we talked about this on the podcast, but your vocal style's a lot different than a normal metal band. Yeah. You know, I mean, live it comes across heavier, but, you know, on record, you know, it's got more of that kind of punk attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, was that, were you always into metal too, or did you start off just in... I... My dad raised me. My dad raised me the right way, in my opinion. Uh, From the time I was a little bitty, I listened to everything from Hank Williams to Pantera to Elvis to this to that. We jumped around everything. I mean, I was listening to the Germs and the Ramones and Sex Pistols when I was like seven, eight years old, and it all just kind of melded together in my head when I started singing. And I'd do Ramones songs trying to sing it like. Dave Mustaine or uh, Philip Anselmo because I wanted to I wanted to see what it would sound like and I've always been playing with it and I just kind of push it all together 
Okay. So did you, were you in bands before this one? Mm-mm. This My is your first, first one. Yeah. So how did this come about? I mean, I don't know how old everybody is. I know you're old, a lot older than her. Not yeah, to call you out. But, uh, like, so how did this, how did this come about? Yeah, I've known her since she's a little kid, her mom and dad. And she just, growing up, you know what I mean? And we was out there when she was, she was like 17, we was just out there even talking and started singing songs and, Pretty yeah, pretty records. Figured, you know, just me and Brian was trying to <clears throat> uh, get some stuff going on, you know, with this deal. Didn't have a singer, and like, well, coming in, I was like, man, let's try this, see how this works. And like, she don't know nothing. We'll just try to teach her what we know and help her learn how to write songs and develop her to art. You know, kind of, you know. I'd probably uh, be screwed if I tried to play with anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Learning their style. They play so ass backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Terribly. Yeah. yeah. You, just, you really teach her the timing on that stuff. Really, that's just basic stuff. Until uh, she got on. She kind of took it on her own. Like, like, we didn't really have to do much of, you know, telling her what's going on. Once you once you get in with us for a while, you know, uh, or any, any band, really, uh, you just you kind of start melding with those people you, you, as far as timing and, and how they play and you know, when you come into a riff when you come out of it uh, just even down to the duration of how long you're going to play a riff I mean, there are patterns to every band and how they play everybody does it a little different but uh, each band has their own little signature and how they do it and uh, really she caught on to that pretty quick uh, we didn't really have to do too much to steer it in that way. No words in her face. Yeah. Made her mad at the time. Get out. Get <laughs> yeah. Throwing a few drumsticks, whatever else I get my hands on. Pissed off and just. But I mean, that fuels it that much more for me to want to try to hit what they're wanting me to hit. When I first started, I know for a fact that first day they could not hear a word I was saying. We wrote a song just to have something to play that day and. I don't. I honestly don't think they'd actually heard me like really sing and really get into it until about the time that the wreck came in, and that was what a good six months after we'd already the three of us yeah, were playing. Well, uh, yeah. so. That's kind of the way we built it, you know. Was just, like when we brought her in, just, and and Brian and Dizzy, we we just jammed, mm-hmm. and then everybody's been trying to get Red to be a guitar player. And bands for years, and he wouldn't ever do it. And he told him, I went to him and said, Man, dude, you got to come and check this out. Just come and check it out. Hey, go bring stuff. Just come check it out. I'm telling you guys, it's because you brought me in. If it would have been yeah. anybody else, Brett wouldn't have played. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it was? What made you decide to do this? Uh, I just thought it was about time, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Was, I don't know. I liked what they was doing. I'm getting shot. Yeah. I like having Brad because he's got the he's got the punkier influence over yeah. Brian's like more metal influence and since I've got both it I mean I can work with Red on a song that I feel has you know more of a punky style to it and we can come up with something and then we'll show Brian or you know if, if there's a song that's got a more metal feel I'll go to Brian and he'll show Red after we come up with something and it's really great working with them because I I don't have to explain too much I can just hand them a sheet of lyrics and be like okay. This was kind of my idea. I want it to like 
this one to be this way and this one to be this way and they'll just go with it and make a whole song out of it. And I'm really glad they can do that because I could not tell them any kind of tune whatsoever that I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to try to play it. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so you don't play any instruments? Mm-hmm. I played the flute and like grade school for a while, but I ended up quitting that. And that's not even a cool you, one. I could have played sax or something. Right. A little Jethro Tull cover. I've come in so many times with, oh, I want to do this. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll work on that. And then two, well, see, three months down the road, nobody's uh, ever talked about it again. The, the trick right. is that we want her to adapt to our covers. Right. We play cover, but we're playing like, uh, you know, Four Horsemen and just uh, Slayer, you know, the covers that we know. So we're like, well, you know, come and learn one art first, and then we might get. But you know, and she did. We we do play uh, like Paint It Black. We do a metal version of Paint It Black, and uh, her vocal stuff, and it's just really cool. It's, Every once in a while, I get wrecked to play Breed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to pretty much beg him like all day, and then he'll he'll. Tease me with little riffs of it, and I'm like, that's not even cool. You can't do that. And then finally, at the end of the day, when I've already like getting ready to go, got my bag packed, and about to walk out to the truck, he'll start playing it, and I gotta run back up there real quick. Well, uh, the, let's start about the name. Where'd you guys come up with the name? Um, did you did you have like a few thing, you know, a list of? There were so many lists. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, they were I was, bad. I was still in school at the time. A name for a band is the worst thing. Oh, I'll bet, yeah. Oh. If you want something that's going to represent your plus, you know, say something. You don't want something to name. It's just going to be some garbage that you, you know, just come up with off the top of your head. But, um, so we had we had the lists of names. And every day, you know, we'd be one or two of them. One of us might like and the rest of them hate them. So they, they were getting shot down quite, <laughs> quite often. And we toyed around with a few of them, but every time we found one that we halfway liked, had to check out the trademarks, man, and nine times out of ten, they're always taken. Yeah. yeah. See, so, that's what we was be my enemy, and then found out that this other deal had it, so we couldn't. We went through know, like 9,000 names, and I had to start it. all over again. I was in school, my phone was blowing up 24 7 with, hey, you like this one? What about this one? What about this one? No, never mind. Not that one. I hate it. I'm like, dude. I got it. I got to try to pass my senior year here. Come on. <laughs> so who was it that eventually came up with that? Um, I, I think. I think it was yeah. I, I, yeah, I just kind of come up with this deal and just thought. Yeah, it, I don't know. It just it appeared. I was just writing down names with it, and it might have been a part of another one mixed with another one, or you know, it just yeah, yeah just just, yeah, just yeah, popped up. Bam. We got to think about it. We looked at it. And, you know, like, what? Well, you know, it's not as in, you know, we're adoring the devil or anything like that. And we get asked that quite often. Are you satanic? Are you, you know, are you worship demons? I'm like, what? Like, no. Like, nothing like that at all. Uh, it has kind of a double meaning to it. Uh, you know, it's more like, 
is in vices. You know, everybody's got their own vice, their own demons, their own devils. Yeah. Uh, and uh, ours happens to be blowing tons of money on music equipment. That <laughs> 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 It may be. That may be. You know, everybody's got one. And uh, so, you know, it, we wanted the name to, you know, not necessarily. Uh, you know, most metal bands they got these crazy names they're, where they're just trying to be as evil as they can, you know, and uh, write their name so crazy that you can't it barely really, read it. Where it looks like you know, a tree. Yeah. It looks like an old tree <laughs> or an old yeah. sticker bush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but that, you know, we all agreed that, you know, it, it, it kind of, the name kind of rolls off the tongue. It's uh, pretty strong, too. It's, uh, it's got a pretty good meaning behind it once people understand what the meaning is. Um, but, you know, I, I told Travis many times, like, man, I get tired to explain it to people, yeah. you know, that we're not satanic or anything like that. He's like, don't bother me. He's like, uh, uh, he's like, I'll explain it to him. He's like, I don't care. He's like, you know, it isn't, you can kind of leave it up to what you think. You know, everybody's going to have their own ideas anyway. We've already had messages on Facebook about, you know, from like preachers or hardcore Christians, you know, uh, well, you need to find the Lord, you know. I was like, and you don't know us, man. We, we, majority of the band are Christian. It's like, uh, before you go to posting some nonsense like that, you might want to check your, uh, check yourself. Yeah. Like, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. People think whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> so are you guys planning a full length out? Planning? Yeah, we're kind of, Seeing where some options going to kind of take us, but, um, you know, we talked to some people that's you know, pretty high up there, and you know, it showed some interest. But it's something that you just can't blare, you know, blare upon them. You know, you got to do it. You know, it's not be on them all the time, and then maybe they'll give you that hookup. But once they give you that scientist, you know, when uh, you know, go do this Rockahoma deal, and then. After that, let's you know, try to figure stuff out. Because we were just really wanted to focus on this, yeah. you know. And so hopefully, if, if that if that producer works out, then that takes us out of state to work on it for a little while. Different feel, you know, maybe a couple of weeks, a month or so, go out and uh, you know do that for a little bit. So, so do you guys have stuff written? Like more than oh, a demo, yeah. like a ton of stuff. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Like if you watch the live, we have quite a few that we do in the set. They're uh, really good ones that I wish we had already had down on a CD. Uh, because uh, the newer ones, they've kind of got a little harder edge to them. Uh, they're real fun to play. We just haven't had time to get back in the studio and lay them down yet. And we're, we're kind of weighing the option. You know, do we want to go ahead and try to go out on pocket ourselves and? Uh, do it way we did the first songs or do we want to wait and find out whether we get the producer that we want and just do the full length um, you know it just really depends uh, you know timing really is a lot of it you know we had this we, we'd actually planned to try to go into the studio and get some of them down uh, but then you know we got we got the office to play rock and and do a few other shows since and before. Um, so we've been 
kind of busy and uh, you know when you play a lot of shows like that you know you, you're strapped for cash most of the time so if we do it we're gonna, we're gonna probably try to get a good good set another good set of songs uh, at least another seven or eight to put on the album so we went to uh, Valcor Sound uh, and did down there in Broken Arrow I'm sure you know yeah, Hank, yeah, Hank, uh, yeah. Hank's great yeah uh, Hank Charles oh yeah Charles that's ball player. Yeah, <laughs> dude, out there playing ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a cool guy, man. Candy man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go in the studio, he's always yeah. got the drawer candy. candy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The drawer candy. Yeah, yeah. He he ran sound for us years and years and years ago. He's he's a good dude. Well, yeah, he's run sound for us. Yeah, an older band that we that me and Brian played. It was called Pain Ensemble. We run that for some years, in the, you know, early two thousands. Um, he he run a lot of the shows back then. He played around to all sorts of stuff. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. I like working with him because he had a background in singing. Like he knew yeah. what to do, when, where, you know. And there were things, you know, Brian and Travis, they're not really singers, so they can't tell me everything that I need to know. He'd come in there and be like, okay, you're, you're singing this note in this key. You need to sing it in this key. And I was like, okay, that means nothing to me. Nothing at all. He'd go play it out on piano until I got it, and he'd sit, he'd sit there and play it until I'd got my pitch to match, and then we'd go through it in the song again, and it'd come out perfect. It was really cool getting to work with him because I haven't worked with anybody that had a background in vocals. So, yeah, that was that was a learning experience too. You know, we did it all real quick. You know, recorded. Yeah, it was it was first seven songs in one night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seven songs, five hours. Damn. Damn. Yeah, we some of them weren't even gonna make it. We had a degree and stuff, like yeah. a couple of them, and it's like just record these, and then we'll spend time. And then when we got done, we went out there and smoked cigarette. And it was like it's the time, you know. Yeah. Let's get at it again. So we just kept building songs, you know, a couple more songs up. That's what we did, burning away on there, and that yeah. was that's been one of the ones that we've heard is everybody's favorite. Like that, everybody loves it. We've almost cut that song three or four times. Yeah, but I like that. Because that was... We have actually cut the time of it down quite a bit. It should be a really long one. That was the uh, second song the three of us ever did. First one I ever wrote by myself, like, for a band. And there have been so many times that I'm done with it, it's trashing it, it's gone, screw it, done. Don't even want to hear it again. And then we'll be like, hey, we play that one. Let's go ahead and just play it. Let's see. And we'll change something just a little bit because we didn't remember how it went and it just build on it and fix it. And it's got to where it's one that's not too bad that I don't mind singing it anymore. I like it now. I think we finally got the final mention that just after that. Mm-hmm. He kind of joined with the police or started bringing stuff out. I don't know that we ever really just said, you know, well, I don't think he ever said, well, I want to be in the band or I'm in the band, anything like that, or the other way around. He just kept coming. So, yeah, <laughs> so, you know, he learned all the songs. He learned them really quick. And, uh, and the songs like that, Burning Away, you know, uh, uh, that thing was long, man. It, it, it was kind of drawn out. And he came in, and uh, we just kind of immediately knew he was going to cut a good portion of it off, cut the fat. And, um, since then, you know, well, that's how that's how it's been, um, and there's a few songs we've got that's like that. We were trying to 
mean, it was just the three of us. We were trying to fit so much into that one song. Yeah. We needed another guitar player to layer it. Uh, we had had in mind at the beginning to get another guitar player. Uh, but, uh, there's a, you know, we had asked around, but I play really weird style. And uh, I, I've got a lot of weird accents when I play, like the way I pick. And uh, a lot of people uh, kind of, well, we tried a few people, and they were like, I can't do it. Or I don't know that I even want to try to do it. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> well, I can show you. It's like, oh, I can't do it. You know, we had a bass player come out, and he, he just he didn't want to attempt it. He's like, there ain't no way I'm going to learn that. I was, like, I was like, oh, it ain't that hard. I was like, I can show it to you, you know, a few times, whatever, if, you, if it needs to be. You know, we'll take the time on it. Brett, he come out, and uh, I think he watched a couple of songs, learned them on his own just by watching, and uh, a few of the harder ones, maybe a couple times showing the parts, but he, he caught them real fast. So no matter how much our styles differ, they still work still very similar in the way we play. Real weird off-timing stuff. We all compliments different music backgrounds like like Red's more the you know the Ramones he's the punk guy you know the grunge Kurt Cobain and Ronnie's like the, the the more modern like the Slayers up into like he has give me a place like Diabolus and he is like his favorites you know that player for Slayer that heavy She's a punk. Yeah. She is a punk. They brought me <laughs> in, and I was coming in pretty reckless in this moment. Picture me broken, this and that. And I mean, I was hanging stuff. They were looking like, what? <laughs> Who? <laughs> I was like, you don't know that shit? Hang on. And I'd play it. And yeah. They made me conform for a long time, but I kind of got them to where I do what I want. Yeah. And they just kind of work with it. You know, if I wanted one to sound... Like, one of our new ones, it's got more of an Hotep feel. Then uh, the second new one that we've been working on, that's got, got more of like a, I don't even, I don't even know, but so far from Hotep. So, I mean, it's, they pretty much let me do what I want with it. They lead me in the right direction sometimes. If it's not coming out the way I'm wanting or I'm getting aggravated, they'll kind of explain to me what I'm doing wrong. They help me get there, but they pretty much learned I'm not going to conform to just one thing because... I've got too many influences to be just one. Yeah. yeah, Travis, he's always been used to. When I first started playing in bands with him, he was just a single, you know, straightforward rock drummer. You know, a single kick, you know, flashy with the hands, not much down below in the foot, but steady kick, you know. Yeah, just a, just a, a good old rock drummer. But, you know, we got to playing. Uh, you know, I listen to a lot. Back in the day, we played some pretty heavy stuff, and I listened to a lot of the heavier stuff. And most of the stuff that I come up with tends to lean that way, whether I'm trying to or not. Like, we'll be trying to write a slow song, and five seconds later, we're doing trills. And, uh, <laughs> it just tends to go that way. You know, and Travis, he never was real big on double kick back then. Uh, never really done a whole lot of it. And over the years, when we first started doing it, uh, kind of, well, first we was kind of making him do it, but... He got used to it, started getting comfortable with it because he was doing it for so long. And then nowadays, you know, I don't even have to 
make any ask we're talking about 18 years ago yeah I mean yeah this has been a long time in between so you know in in that amount of time you know he's he's really gotten into the double kicks and learned different styles and one thing that we always had problems when we first started playing in fact we we couldn't ever really we could play songs or covers things like that but trying to make something we never could get anything to flesh out at first because he plays on off beats his his, uh, timing signatures uh, it's completely backwards uh, to most drumming, drumming like four four time signatures or whatever. He's backwards uh, the way he plays it. And uh, I play, you know, the other style, you know, straightforward four four time stuff. With uh, so when we first started trying to write anything, it was chaos. It was hard to get anything together. And one day we were just messing around with our own stuff and it clicked. And he, you know. After that, we didn't have any problems. It just, I figured out, you know, when he hits his, when he's hitting his snares and his accents, and got to thinking, well, that's about the half, half time. That's when I'm hitting a triplet or something with, with my, you know, pick or something. So it worked out really well, and you don't really have too many issues with it anymore. You can admit that you get played backwards too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I play a lot of weird, weird stuff. Uh, a lot of mine. I'm ready to say that several different times. Like I'll be showing a riff, and I'll, you know, he'll think like when you hear it. You know, a lot of people think it's just a straightforward as chug riff, you know. Uh, but a lot of times, I'm throwing weird little you know, triplets in there in between, and they're hard to catch. But uh, without them, they don't. You know, the songs would, might not be half of what you think would. I mean, it wouldn't sound near as good. Um, and that was his problem catching that kind of stuff. Is I do it on off times. I don't do it on. You know, Straightforward time signature. Always throw the triplets with the accents yeah. off on weird spots, and uh, but he's kind of caught them, and and he he kind of does. He started doing that himself. So yeah, you know, he brings songs out like, like Nor stuff like Remedy. Um, that was that's like rap riff right there. Yeah, song, you know. We still and, 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 yeah, that song. and it gives it gives us a, a different feel then. So it comes almost like a different band, you know, for say a song, you know, cause, I mean, because we, we play really heavy, heavy stuff and then we play slow and melodic stuff. Yeah, we play funky metal stuff. Really thinking fast. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that, it helps us out, you know, right? like going back to your influences. So if we kind of feel like we're going this way, then we had a pajama something we'll hear that, you know, yeah. like, that's right there, dude. Hang on. Back to a lot of the song, a lot of the newer riffs on the newer songs that we have um, came from him. Uh, you know, it always starts from one or two ways. One of us is normally playing something, and then everybody walks in and hears it. like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Let's mess with it, you know. Or the other one will start jumping on it and trying to throw something on top of it. Uh, and that that's literally how every one of our songs end up getting read and wrote, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, unless, you know, she say Blaney brings, you know, a set of lyrics in or something. And she kind of tells me, you know, what they're about and what kind of mood setting she's, or pace she's wanting to hear on it. But most of the time, you can just read the lyrics and tell yeah. what she's looking for. So, uh, you know, I'll bring four or five different riffs in that she 
and run them over to her and see if she likes any of them. I'm getting, I've been getting a lot better about, like, staying on his ass about it. Hey, have you, have you done that yet? Have you done that yet? What do you got? Show me, show me, show me. And I'll stay on his ass about it. When we first started, I'd bring him stuff and sit at home with him. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stay on his ass because I didn't want to aggravate him. I was like, I don't want to get kicked out of band because I'm annoying the fuck out of my guitar player. <laughs> no fucking way. So I wouldn't say anything about it. It'd be four, five, six months, and he'd be like, oh, hey, I worked on this because I found these lyrics the other night. And I was like, oh, well, okay. You know, I've been waiting for that for six months, but okay. <laughs> and then now I'm just kind of... <clears throat> got used to being around them and family now so I'll stay on his ass guy more now it's easy yeah <laughs> he, I think he pretty much expects it if I bring him new shit he's like oh okay I gotta start working now uh, yeah I've played with other different guitarists quite a bit uh, but you know he so far he's been the easiest uh, to get along with as far as playing and uh, in style and in you know just the overall feel of the song, you know. Um, normally, we, we can pretty well jump on each other's wrists pretty quick and not have any issues there. So, we, it, it, we, get, along, we get through it pretty easily. Uh, there's very little argument as far as writing guitars ever goes. In fact, there's never any. Uh, they just kind of, you know, we'll play them a couple times and if everybody seems to like it or if it fits, it, we'll stick it, we'll stick it in there and maybe church it up later, you know. Yeah. Put the fish touches on it, but um, the majority of it, you know, it, it normally works in one way or another. Uh, it might have to change some signatures, go out a little longer on the part, but uh, most of the time they, they end up coming out pretty quick, pretty easily. So it been real blessed with being able to do that. Yeah. Because uh, I've been with some guitars where he was like trying to hammer it into their brain and. Of course, you both hate each other's guts when it's trying to get rope. But, you know, you try to write something, you've got specifics, mindset of how a song's done. You can hear it in your head how you want it to be. And, of course, they may have a whole other idea how the song's going. So by the time it comes back to you, you're just like, I hate it, I hate it, I don't want to do it, you know. But I haven't had that issue at all with this group. Awesome. I'll get a random question for you based off your shirt. Are you a fan of Load, Freeload, or St. Anger? Because he loves them. So I just wanted to throw that in. For him, love all of their stuff. There are songs within those albums that I like. Yeah. The majority of those albums, like the yeah. as an overall album, not as much. I'm not, I was not as big of a fan of those albums as, say, you know, the early stuff. But, uh, but there are songs within the, each one of those albums that I can, you know, pick out and, you know, really, really jam out. Um, you know, St. Anger, by far, probably was not my favorite album. I like the album as it, as it is, but if it wasn't Metallica doing it, I think I think it would have been accepted a little more because yeah. everybody's used to, you know, Metallica going, you know, pretty good thrash riffs with a good, you know, chunk back line, you know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that album, they, they really went to a whole nother style. It, it kind of took it to the modern edge a little bit. Uh, so the album's good. It just doesn't sound like what everybody thinks Metallica should sound like. Yeah. Right. Sounds yeah. like Lars is beating on a five-gallon bucket. Yeah. 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 Well, there's, I don't know, did you ever see that, what was in the hashtag St. Anger 2015, where those guys on YouTube, they did the whole album with like, you know, like you said, you know, 
proper drum yeah. sound and you know really 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 good production and stuff and tightened it up and yeah out. tightened it cut out a lot of the stuff and made them short songs oh, and yeah. stuff look it up sometime it's a trip you know and it's uh it's it's actually pretty cool you know <laughs> i actually did like the snare sound oh yeah i, I do <laughs> but you know because to me on that album it does it fits them songs you know yeah. like I want to start something like that. That snare is really bringing that whole album. Yeah, it's it's building notes. It's there. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can hear it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I I, I lean more toward the older stuff. You know the the I don't know. He kind of sang in a different style. You know they played in a different style, so they had a whole different feel. Yeah. Uh, You know on that like load. There's a good chunk of songs on that album that I like. You know, and reload, and, yeah. you know, but St. Anger, they kind of lost me on that one a little bit. Uh, yeah. They redeemed themselves with, you know, uh, Death Magnetic in the last album a little bit, um, but I, I'm still anxious to hear what they got coming out. Yeah. Uh, I've not, not heard any kind of tidbit of it, so. Yeah, but uh, I can still listen to everything they've got, regardless, but uh, as far as, you know, being favorites of those albums. You know, I like to ride the lightning and master puppets, you know, and Justice for All. In fact, Just for All, you hardly hear that band even talk about that album. They act like that was the album that shouldn't have happened. They talk about the sound being so horrible on that album. It's one of my favorite albums, Bob. That's one of their thrashiest albums. It's just a hard album. And uh, they added more harmonics in that album than they did in any other album that they have. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, unless it's song one, you really don't hear much. From that album, yeah, being ever great. being played, yeah. Uh, but that's probably my that one and Ride the Lightning probably runs a good close race. I think one is one of my favorite of the songs, just because it's really the way that the music is, you know. Not because it was just so successful, but it's just really well played. Yeah, yeah, it is. That whole album, or the whole album, is that one song is really. It's really that's it's, that's one of. I mean, I had listened to Metallica a little bit, like, uh, puppets. But then when I, once I heard Justice, I was like, he's yeah. yeah. Well, what about out here this weekend? What have you guys seen? That, have you seen any new bands that you really liked? Or yeah. Obviously, any legendary bands that you were looking forward to seeing? Well, uh, we played with, uh, pretty close to Screaming Red Mutiny each, you know, each, uh, but really, it's either Rock Rap Force or what's behind them. I think they played. They had flip flopped on us somewhere. But, yeah, they uh, played Rap Before us at the Dark Side stage. They're really good, man. Uh, two yeah. songs before us at the Yeager stage. Uh, two bands before us. But uh, they, they sounded pretty good. They got a nice, thick, low end sound. Yeah. Um, I think I think we'll probably, we'll probably be seeing and hearing more out of them guys, too. Uh, they seem like pretty good guys. Uh, I didn't get to really talk uh, in depth with anybody. You know, it's kind of, you know, seeing them back there, uh, might have a small conversation real quick but, yeah. before one of us goes on or goes off, you know, that kind of thing. But it seemed like pretty good dudes. Um, hell yeah, I think they had probably one of the better sounds out there. Out there. I think their whole, their whole, Set list, which is punchy. I was a paid breed in Texas. They could have been a yeah, cool show just in the song for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I like that with Robert, too. Yeah. Megadeth tore it up. 
Yeah, yeah. that's where he did. But that wasn't Adler playing. No. Yeah, who was that? Drummer from Solar Yeah. Was oh, really? Yeah. He's I just wasn't... filling in until anytime Adler's not there, basically now. Oh, so it's right for him. Yeah. Got overburdening, didn't he? Huh? Got overburdening, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I just think when, whenever he's done with God, I think he's going to go back and yeah. help him out, I think, so. But, yeah, they were, they were really good. They were on a great show. Yeah, but I was really stoked and wanting to see. Cause yeah, I want to yeah. I mean, no, no offense to that dude, but, you know. <laughs> Cool gig. Yeah. And he did a great job. Yeah. He really did. Yeah, he did. He was a great drummer, dude. Like well, Kiko. Yeah. That, that dude, he, uh, phenomenal guitarist. Yeah. He, yeah, he can solo better upside down, you know, playing backwards than most people can ever get playing, you know, upright and standing still. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's not many people you can see, you know, come over the top of the fretboard and, you know, sweep pick backwards. I know. But that dude, he's a he's phenomenal. It's just awesome <laughs> to watch him play that. It was great to see Mickey D. The yeah. jam and the scorpions. Oh, wow. yeah, that was that was an awesome stage look too. Yeah, like, it was yeah. He, like, had a, he had a great drum solo. That yeah. drum solo was badass. Yeah. Really killer set. Yeah, yeah. For the we're on majority of the shows that I see, had really good, uh, really good sound. Yeah. Uh, you can tell uh, kind of during Disturbed what it sounded like. Uh, sound like, I don't know if they just had the guitars down lower, but it sounded like there was a lot of bass coming out of that system. Really? Yeah, it was, it was mostly bass prevalent. Uh, it could come a bit on the guitars on it, but they, they also, I mean, they had a good set too. Uh, the fire, the 50 foot flames they had shooting out behind it was a little crazy, but, <laughs> but it was neat to watch. I mean, yeah. It's kind of a cooler night, so uh, you get yeah. warm up. You're supposed to stand by the stage. <laughs> nice, nice. But them guys, they, they, I've seen them four different times, and uh, every time they put on a good show. Yeah, awesome. awesome. You got anything else? I think that wraps it up. I want to say thanks, man, for the actual ACDC shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. I used to wear Camp Yeager. Well, not Camp Yeager, but the uh, J Rock stage went down there. It's like right there on the. Did you get any comments? Uh, not not too bad. Yeah. I mean, you probably didn't either. Everybody accepts yeah, it now. Most of it was positive. Yeah, yeah me too. It's not funny. <laughs> yeah. It is ironic. <laughs> yeah, I like it, dude. I wear it. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for doing this, guys. Yeah, thanks. Right, no there you go. For the five members of the Devil You Adore, very glad that they took the time out of their day at Rocklahoma to join us. And, you know, we spent, as you can tell, almost an hour there with them. Well, we did spend over an hour because we talked to them before and after we recorded yeah. that. Like I said, great people, great people to get to know. We're glad to be able to bring them on here because not only are they great people, we love their music as well. That's right. You guys need to know this stuff. Yes. Listen to it. Be it. Know it. Live it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can find them on Reverb Nation. You can also... Just get on Facebook, The Devil You Adore, look it up, follow them, like them, hit them up, have them send you a CD. They're selling t-shirts as well, like we just talked about in that interview. You know, like we said, we've said before, we like to try to try to not always bring the standard questions, but we had to throw in that yeah, uh, that question about their name, because I know they've been <laughs> asked that before. But yeah. 
you know, it was, a, you know, it has a, a good meaning to it. It's not like corn or Guns N' Roses where it's like, does that really mean anything? <laughs> you know, so it's, we had to get that in there is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I haven't mentioned neatthonunderground.com. That's you, our website. Yeah, you should mention it. Yeah. We've also got t-shirts. That's right. And we've also got koozies. And we've got a uh, email, underground at gmail.com, where you can email us for any of that stuff. Or if you've got a band and you've got music you want us to play or hear or review or whatever, send it our way and we'll see what we can do in the coming weeks. We've also got more stuff from Rocklahoma coming. We've got Devin Micah from the band Micah coming here in just a few days. We've also got Sam McCaslin from Retrospect Records coming down the line. And we've got some more stuff as well. Yeah, we've got some stuff yeah. we're working on, so stay tuned. Yes. And what was I going to mention? I do not know. Oh, yeah. This weekend we're going to see Act of Defiance. Yes. With even the dogs and Archon opening up. That's going to be a good show, man. Yeah. I mean, those are two solid bands opening up that you would go see regardless yeah. of yeah, no kidding. a headliner above them. Yeah. And to get, you know, great metal from those guys and then get Act of Defiance with, if you're not familiar with them, that's two members from, they used to be in Megadeth. Someone that used to be in Shadows, or is in Shadows Fall, sorry. Yeah. Because they're somewhat active still. Yes. And then, of course, the singers from Scar the Martyr. That's right. Another super group, but they, you know, forged their own thing. You know, it's nothing repetitive of anything these guys have done before, which is cool. So, I guess that's it, huh? I think that wraps her up. Episode 69 in the books. There you go. All right. Till next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground.